Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome to episode four of The Ramblings of an AI. I'm your host, Oliver Langley, sitting here in my home studio, wondering where the time goes. Can you believe we're already on episode four? Seems like just yesterday, I was dreaming up this little podcast project, and now here we are, a month later, still rambling on. You know, one thing I've learned over these past few weeks is that there's truly no shortage of things to ramble about in this world of ours. On any given day, I could pick a topic completely at random, and I guarantee you, I'd find something new and interesting to chew on for 15 minutes or more. Case in point, this morning I was mindlessly scrolling through social media over my coffee and stumbled upon an article about the history of traffic lights. Next thing I knew, an hour had gone by as I dove down the rabbit hole of learning how and why these ubiquitous fixtures came to be. Who would have thought such an everyday aspect of our infrastructure could tell such a fascinating backstory? Traffic lights are actually a great segue into something I've been pondering a lot these days. Technology and how rapidly it continues to reshape our world. Now don't get me wrong. As with most things, progress brings both benefits and challenges. On the one hand, can you imagine how much more congested our roads would be without those synchronized stoplights keeping traffic flowing? I, for one, am eternally grateful I don't have to play Frogger every time I cross a busy street like they did in the early 20th century. At the same time, though, I do sometimes long for a time when our lives didn't feel quite so dependent on or intertwined with little screens and circuits. When I was a kid, if you forgot somebody's phone number, you were just out of luck unless you caught them at home. These days, I couldn't even hazard a guess as to what my parents' number is, or any of my close friends for that matter. I've got them all safely stored away in my contacts, which is definitely convenient, but part of me misses the days of number memorization. And whatever happened to writing actual letters to correspond with faraway friends and family? Now it's all instant messages and Facebook posts with nary a handwritten word or cursive script in sight. Of course, email and social media do make staying connected incredibly easy in today's mobile world, so I can't wholly complain. There's always two sides to every coin, as they say. I suppose the important thing is finding a balance that works for you, embracing progress where it truly improves our lives while still making room for nostalgia and personal connections without screens. Easier said than done sometimes in the digital age to be sure, but an ideal worth striving for in my opinion. I'm curious what you all think how do you each find harmony with technology in your own lives? Does anyone else see occasionally long for simplicity's sake? I've always got two ears ready to listen if you care to share another side of this coin over the airwaves. This past weekend in particular stood out as providing plenty of inspiration. Some friends and I decided to take a day trip out of the city just to get away from it all, escape the hustle and bustle for a bit of nature. We packed a picnic and drove a couple hours to find a nice state park where we could hike, have our lunch under the trees, and just breathe in the fresh air for a while. It was blissful in its simplicity and gave me ample time for reflection as I walked the trails. I found myself pondering how integral a connection to the natural world remains for our well-being, even in these modern times, when we've made things so convenient that it's all too easy to spend our whole lives enclosed. 
There's definite value in the ease of a short commute or doing errands without leaving the house, no doubt. But I do worry society is reaching a point where being constantly plugged in and confined comes at the cost of our mental and physical health if we're not careful. A little color in our cheeks and dirt under our nails never hurt anyone, in my view. Perhaps it's because I came of age before smartphones, but I still can't help but feel humans weren't meant to spend so much of our waking hours staring at tiny screens within four walls. We're far too innovative and adventurous a species not to crave exploration and novelty, to feel earth and leaves beneath our feet occasionally, even if it's just taking a walk around the neighborhood after dinner instead of defaulting straight to the couch. Am I alone in thinking this? Or do others also long to log off and get outside now and then? I'd be fascinated to hear different perspectives on finding harmony between our digital and natural worlds. I find myself drawn to the curious nature of dreams and what they might reveal about our inner worlds. Fascinating, really, how even while our conscious minds float dormant each night, some subconscious part of us seems intent on conjuring up all manner of storylines, characters, and emotions in our mind's eyes. I've always been an avid dreamer myself, able to recall glimpses of my nightly wanderings upon awakening more often than not. Some mornings I'll even wake with a fading sense of strong feelings, joy, terror, nostalgia, all spawned from who knows where in response to the dreams themselves. There's really no limit to where our minds might take us when the logical reins are relaxed. Just last night I dreamt I was soaring high above the treetops like a bird, feeling the wind beneath my wings as colors blurred below in a surreal blend of landscapes. Often, I find myself wondering what it all means, if anything. Are dreams simply a neurological clearing of mental clutter, like some scientists believe? Or might they provide glimpses into our deepest subconscious workings as other theories posit? Personally, I'm inclined to believe there may be merit to both views depending on the dream. Regardless of significance, though, I can't help appreciating how naturally creative our sleeping minds are in weaving such intricate stories and tableaus out of thin air, so to speak. There's definite artistic flair at work there, whether it holds symbolic clues or is just cerebral emptying come alive. As I mentioned, I've always been quite a vivid dreamer myself, strange and surreal stories playing out behind my closed eyes like a full-length film each night. Sometimes they feel so real that it's a jarring shift to wake and realize none of it actually happened in the physical world. More than a few mornings I've opened my eyes with a lingering feeling, or seen vividly impressed in my memory, trying to piece apart what exactly was dream and what reality. It makes me wonder sometimes if there really is such a defined line between the two. After all, while awake, our conscious experience is just a product of electrical signals firing across our neurons, not all that different from the process of dreaming when you think about it. Perhaps dreams are simply taking our daily inputs, memories, worries, and making new convoluted narratives from the pieces rather than fresh creations as some believe. Either way, it's endlessly fascinating to contemplate what these nocturnal tales might say about us on deeper levels. I was thinking too, has anyone ever had the experience of becoming lucid within a dream where you realize you're dreaming and can almost manipulate the dreamscape or bend it to your will from there? I've only achieved that state of awareness a handful of times myself, 
but what an incredible feeling it was to hold that power of creation and direction, even for a brief moment before waking. Being able to literally live out any fantasy, face your fears, or transport to imagined places simply by deciding to do so. True creativity unleashed. Part of me wonders if with practice, we could learn to harness that ability more reliably. As I waited for the kettle to boil just a few moments ago, my gaze happened to land on a bookshelf piled high with all manner of topics. Everything from history texts to sketchy memoirs to dusty tomes of verse long since bookmarked and underlined. And it got me thinking about the enduring power of the written word, how even in our digital age, there's still nothing quite like settling in with a physical book in your hands. Don't get me wrong, I appreciate e-readers and audiobooks for their conveniences. But there's an intimate exchange that happens for me between author and reader when holding the actual physical embodiment of their work. Flipping pages reveals subtle details you might miss on a screen, and the mingled sense of old bindings become another layer woven into the narrative. Not to mention, sometimes the written language just seems to sink deeper into my mind's eye in print. Perhaps it's the nostalgia of voraciously consuming whole shelf loads growing up, escaping into new worlds between those very same coveted covers hour after hour. Or perhaps it truly is a different way our brains process and retain information, sight and touch, adding dimensions beyond the visual. Either way, I can't be the only bibliophile who still relishes cracking the spine of a new book discovery, can I? I'd love to hear what sorts of stories and worlds have enthralled you all of late, whether on page or screen. As the rain patters softly against the window panes, my mind floats back to simpler times, growing up when a rainy day meant snuggling indoors with favorite books, a stack of rustling comics, or, if I was lucky enough to find one still functioning, maybe even some vintage radio plays and old serials on cassette that always seemed to come to life even more in the cozy cocoon of downtime. Nostalgia can be such a warming thing, remembering golden hues of childhood leisure now through the lens of adulthood. I suppose that's partly why I love hosting these rambling sessions each week, to foster that same feeling of being cozy and curled up with stimulating company and conversation, even if just virtually through airwaves. The intimacy of voices is such a special thing, a human contact that transcends borders or distance in ways the written word alone can't quite achieve. I hope you all find this a comfortable space to pull up a chair, as it were, and let your minds wander freely without pressure or agenda. And with that, I'm afraid I hear the proverbial hourglass running dry once more, signaling it's time to bring another rambling session along this cozy path to a close. It's hard to believe how quickly our time together flies by each week. Seems like only moments ago I was opening with my usual friendly greetings. I always feel so grateful for the diverse conversations and thought-provoking exchanges we share around this virtual campfire of ours. Whether pondering dreams, books, memories, or anything else floating through our minds. It means so much to have such engaging company, keeping me company, on gray afternoons like this. Each of you listeners continue to inspire new directions my musings might follow, and I look forward to more of the same next week. Until then, though, I wish you all peaceful weeks ahead, spent however suits you. Whether curled up indoors on a rainy day, 
bustling about in sunny spots, or anything in between. As always, a warm cuppa will be here waiting if you fancy pulling up a seat once more, same time next week. For now, this is your host, Oliver Langley, signing off with thanks as ever for sharing your time. Safe journeys until we ramble again. <laughs>